through the night. Not another girl. She just want to tip, no advice on the side of the road. What's the risk? Roll the dice. If they catch us, I don't care, cause we all gon' die. Yeah, we all gon' die. I was worried to be honest, but it's all going right. When I first laid eyes, I was off in the tice. And I might be off something, but I'm all in now. Hello, hello. We are back. We took a little break. By the time you listen to this, you've already listened to our comeback episode. <laughs> just uh, just wanted to take a little break. Um, potting is like a second job. So we want to make sure that we stay refreshed and ready to go. Um, but I am Bunny, your host for the night. A.K.A. Buns and Guns, Ish Bunny, Bitcoin Bunny, Bunny Roo. And I'm here with my lovely co-host. Hey guys, welcome back. We hope you all enjoyed the comeback episode. <laughs> but I'm so back, uh, so glad, excuse me, to be back here. Um, it's your girl Tiana. You might know me on the pod as Cordy. Yeah, it's it's good to be back. I feel like I haven't seen you. Like we need to recap. How you been? How was your Valentine's Day? I know, dude. Even like it it wasn't such a long time, but it feels like it since I'm so used to seeing you and speaking to you so often, especially speaking for an extended time, you know? Uh Valentine's Day was good. It was so on Valentine's Day itself, I had to work that night. And so did my guy. So um, I mean it wasn't your typical Valentine's Day. But, you know, of course, we met up at the end of the night and we're just being mushy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. That's good. So how you been? How was your week? It's good. Um, I've honestly settled down a lot. I'm not as active as I used to be. Oh, really? Days, I've just been really focusing on work and just trying to prioritize things, you know, before... I was, I mean, and, and it's fun still. I'm still having fun. I'm enjoying the things that I'm doing. Uh, but I would kind of put certain things on the back burner, like, you know, taking care of home. Like, uh, I would be like, oh, you know, I'll do dishes when I get to it. You know, I'll deep clean when I get to it. I mean, I'm not, I've never been like a super messy person, but I've just gotten more uh fulfillment lately from just having a clean space and just focusing on these things instead of focusing on like what am I gonna do this weekend where am I gonna go out to like where's the popping spot you know and I've really been enjoying it I really don't have much going on but I'm so happy with it that's good sometimes you need that you know you need to focus on like your space your your home your you know your environment your surroundings and yourself so that's good. I'm glad to hear that, that you're like kind of just settling into your new place. Yeah, I don't regret it at all. I used to get serious FOMO. And these days, I'm cool. Like a lot of times I get invited out and I don't even feel like, damn, if I'm not there, like I might miss out on this or that just seems dope. Like I need to be there. No, these days I'm just like, uh. Like, that sounds like a good time, but I kind of just want to stay in and do some laundry and I don't want to wake up hungover. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I, I've I been long gone from those days. Like, I just stay home. I think I was in bed, like, at 10 on Saturday. 
I just been, I've been busy though. Like work's been hella busy. I'm back in the office, which I fucking love. Like, I don't Yay. know, the, the environment is hella cool. My new boss is dope. Um, the building that I'm working on is in downtown and it's a super nice building. Um, it has a little cafe at the bottom. So it's like super cute, you know. Um, I like my drives because I get to like blast my music. It's just kind of like decompressing time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm listening to a new book. Um, it's called Girl Stop Apologizing. So I just been kind of listening to that on the way to work. And it's just kind of like just, you know, feeding the brain, like giving it good stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of filling it with like negativity. Like sometimes you need a break from, you know, all the shit that goes around goes on around you and like on your apps and shit like that as well. You know, like sometimes you need a break from all that. So I just been kind of doing like self um, growth work, I guess you can call it. And it feels fucking good. Like my vibrations are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you're so right. Like I don't like to listen to music just for, I mean, okay. Yeah, there are songs that I listen to just because it sounds cool, but I do pay a lot of attention to the words and shit. And sometimes when I'm in a space where I just do not want any negative shit whatsoever, like. I don't want to hear a song where people are talking about a breakup. I don't want to hear a song where people are talking about the shit they're going through. Like, so sometimes I can't even, I want to listen to music so bad, but I'm just like, I can't right now because the shit that they're saying, like it can really have an impact on you, you know? And so I'm just like, I, I don't need that. I don't want that. So like you said, an audiobook. Um, or even just listening to different podcasts, like a lot of time, dude, sometimes I will go without listening to music all day and I'll just be listening to podcasts. I'll be listening to podcasts while I'm driving, while I'm getting ready. I'll be doing my makeup, listening to podcasts, like <laughs> while I'm in the shower, you know, yeah, so. same. I do the same thing. I just, I've been listening to a lot of, um, like Yo Gotti, the new, the new albums that came out, mm-hmm. um, what what other one? The two chains one. Um, I've been listening. What else have I been listening? Oh, the new Snoop Dogg. That shit was good. So I just been like going back and forth from the book to like music to podcasts and shit like that. But I have time for it, you know, because the commute is about it depends. If there's traffic, it'll take me about 45 minutes to get there. If there isn't, mm-hmm. it'll just be like 30 minutes. So but it's been it's been dope. It's been hella dope. Um, but let's get into our episode. Right now, when we were talking, I feel like we're just gonna call this the internet episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. You're right. Like I a lot of times every now and then we'll speak about, you know, shit that's viral on the internet or a big deal. But a lot of times we do kind of stay off that. And I feel like the reason is because there's so many podcasts that just cover you know, current events and stuff. And I'm not opposed to it, but at the same time, I like to think, okay, is what I say gonna be completely different than what the listeners hear everywhere else? And if not so much, then I'd rather just not cover it, you know? Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I don't think we're the, like a current event type of podcast anyways, but no. the internet's been wilding lately and there's been some interesting stuff topics out there and things occurring so I wanted to get started with Kanye 
<laughs> okay, let's go. Fuck, dude. Like, dude, his fucking post where he's like, my account is not hacked. Fucking <laughs> that shit sent me. Like, I was like, is this dude just being a troll? Or like, is he really like going through it? You know, like just posting all this shit, the screenshots going back and forth fucking everybody like now he has given pete davison a name skeet (laughs) no you know what what really did it for me when he said this is not an exact quote but he basically said like if you're if you're married you know take care of your your partnership because there's a skeet waiting around he said he said to walk around the house what did he say? Around your children and Calvin Klein? Like, what the fuck? There's a skeet. Oh my god. No. Is it to walk around the house in front of your children and Calvin Klein? <laughs> Guys, wild. Yeah, no, but like at first I was like, oh my god, like he's being a troll. Like, this is hilarious and stuff. But then he posted his, like, uh, he posted something, I think it was yesterday or I can't remember when, but. Um, it was like a text be- between him and Kim and she's like, why can't you keep anything private? And he's like, he's like, you know, you're, I'm your number one fan, like my favorite person in the world or whatever um, that he said. But then his caption was the little uh, emoji with the hearts around it. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he said, because... He said, I just got a text from my favorite person in the world. Why wouldn't I want to share that? (laughs) Yo, Yo, I was like, oh my God. And here's the thing. I'm very much for keeping that kind of shit private. Yeah. I just feel like this is his last resort. I feel like he's tried everything and none of it's working. Yeah, I feel like there's some truth to the shit that he's been saying, you know, like he's not just out there just making up shit or whatever. Um, But I definitely do agree with you, like he's doing it because, you know, nobody's listening and stuff. But given his history, it's not a great look, you know, like, (laughs) and I don't know, like, I kind of feel bad for the dude. Somebody messaged me on on Instagram. We were talking about it because I posted his last fucking post where it's the the fucking oh man what was it was it from the movie uh baby baby boy was it that yeah anyways um so somebody messaged me and, and she was like i just want to make him a home cook meal like <laughs> dude be like here like are you okay like just sit down and eat like and it's true like it just seems like he just needs somebody to like hear him out or be he's, sympathetic right and i don't think he's trying i don't think he has ill intent i truly don't he's been saying this whole time all he wants is his family back <laughs> and i believe him like i don't think that he's just trying to cause a scene i don't think that he you know wants he said he didn't have no he didn't want anyone to like physically do anything to skeet he just <laughs> he just wants his family back man come on kim nah he's he's wildin dude like that's just not the way to go about it you you got some 
some stuff to work out there like i i really don't think that this is like i mean at first it was like kind of hilarious and shit but it's like getting out of hand and then with him uh what's her name julia fox is that her name mm-hmm. yeah all that whole fucking scene and then he's over here saying he wants his family back like that shit is just crazy like bro you're just not okay no that's her fault come on she's she knew since their whole situation started he's been saying this entire time i just want my family back i just want my family back like she knew that he was not over that she knew that she was just around just for the pictures and just for the look like he is not taking you seriously he doesn't want a future with you stop it and then did you see that interview she did where they asked her like are you um basically if she is worried about you know him not taking her serious because and him you know potentially getting back with Kim whatever she's like well he's with me now girl and then a few days later you're in the airport crying leaving because he's been saying on social media that that's his that Kim's his favorite person in the world (laughs) yeah and I'm not so much saying for her like I don't I don't really have anything to say like you know like that's it's true like she knew all this shit i'm saying that more as to like he's not helping himself by doing shit like that when he's trying to get his family back you know like like you can't you know go around fucking talking about skeet where you're over here with um you know julia whatever her name is julia coolia um (laughs) do you know where that's from (laughs) no I still thought it was funny. What is it? (laughs) It's from um, The Wedding Singer. It's a movie with Adam Sandler. Um, But yeah, anyways, like, it's just... They they need to, like, figure that shit out. And today he posted something and was like, I'm not going to post in caps anymore. (laughs) I understand what I'm doing makes it seem like I'm a predator or whatever he said, but... It's like, dude, yes, like, you gotta relax. You gotta relax. Okay, all caps ain't that serious. One of my favorite things from Kanye, though, and I know it doesn't help that he attacks the whole family, but remember when he called Chris's boyfriend, Corey, Kanye? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, Kanye is fucking hilarious. See, and that's the shit that makes me think that he's just a troll, you know? Like, he's just <laughs> fucking trolling. Like, <laughs> like he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing because that shit is hilarious. <laughs> Kanye is hilarious. <laughs> that was, oh man, that was great. That was a good moment. And I, I know, like you said, it's not a good look. You know, you can't come for the family like that, but... I'm sorry, man. That was some good entertainment. It is what it is. But um, love and light, peaceful settings to Kimye. Hopefully they can figure their shit out with Skeet. (laughs) And then everything. He's still like, my wife. (laughs) My wife. My wife. Oh, my God. But, man, give that man his family back. You got to chill. You got to relax. But um, speaking of the internet, you know how you get on these little dating sites or like mm-hmm. back in the day when I was growing up, I was like on these chats, 
like the Yahoo chat and shit. Dude. And you meet people. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been catfished? So I have not, but I actually have a wild story. A really close friend of mine was, and it wasn't anything super serious, you know, this was way back when, it was on MySpace. And we were super young at the time, super, super young. Uh, So of course it wasn't, you know, they didn't have like this real relationship, but the way the whole situation was set up was insane. Okay, did you watch the movie about how the term catfish came about? No. You know me, right? From the TV show Catfish? Yes. Uh, He had gotten catfished and it was by this old lady who had, oh fuck, I can't even remember how many accounts, but I want to say in the like 20s or 30s. And she would control all of those accounts. She was just catfishing people. She catfished him and whatever. Anyway, it was kind of similar, but on a much smaller scale. So, uh, one of my friends met this guy on MySpace. I believe it was MySpace. And they were like dating. It was like this high school, oh gosh, maybe even middle school, like little relationship, whatever. They were just talking forever. They would speak on the phone all night, whatever. Um, And it was pretty believable because he had, you know, friends on MySpace. Uh, They had pictures together and they would tag each other. They would communicate online. So, you know, it's pretty believable. Turns out one of the friends was, you know, in quotes, dating another person who we knew from school. And I can't remember exactly how the situation came about where they were starting to think that maybe they were the same person. Uh, They're starting to suspect that it was a catfish. I think it was like maybe the same phone number or I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, Anyway, we ended up finding out it was one person controlling, I want to say it was maybe around five accounts. Um, So the guy that my friend was dating and the friends uh it was a girl behind all those guys accounts and so one of the friends of the guy that my friend was dating the one who I said was dating another girl we knew when we found out who the real person was you know we saw pictures whatever those girls ended up like dating and they had a relationship for like a real relationship they met up in person and they would go on dates and whatever for Oh, I want to say maybe about a year or so. Oh my god, no way. Yeah, yeah. Damn, so the catfishers became a, a thing? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been catfished? I have. I have when I was oh, younger. Um, I want to hear. <laughs> I was like, I think 16 or 17. I can't remember. No, it must have been I was like 15 because I was still living in L.A. Um, And I was on a Yahoo chat and I was talking to somebody that was like, I guess, local. And um, he made it seem like he was just like, you know, this dreamy guy and he looked fucking hot and everything. And we were talking for like, I don't know, probably fuck, like six months before like we met each other. And I never talked to him on the phone. It was just like chatting and 
we sent pictures back and forth, pictures that it was not him. <laughs> Wait, like only facial pictures or? Yes, it was okay. only like facial okay. pictures. And um, so, but like, I mean, I was, I, I never even fucking imagined that it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, he was a real cool dude. Like we connected through music and, you know, it was, it was like a, like a real connection about real things, you know? Um, so we would talk a lot, like, because I've always been a music head. So we would talk a lot about um, hip hop and rap and shit like that, just growing up in East LA and shit. And so we decided that we were going to meet at a burger shop that is by the house where I used to live. So it's like, all right, cool. You know, we'll meet at the burger shop. And so, like, I got ready and I was like, okay, I'm going to go meet him. And so I'm like walking to the burger shop and there's like um, the entrance is set up where there's like a wall where you can see them, but they can't really see you um, because there's like a like a pillar blocking you or whatever. So I'm walking in and I'm like, oh, my God, because like he told me where he was going to be sitting because it's like a popular burger shop where we grew up. Um, so like everybody knows this burger shop so if they tell you like oh I'm gonna be in the back like you already know where they're gonna be sitting so I walk in and I was like no fucking way that's him it was like this big old dude like he was so huge like really really big and I felt so bad I was like oh my god I can't just like leave and so I was just like standing there probably for like what felt an eternity but it was probably like a minute or less and I was like, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. And you left and never spoke to him again? I did. I did speak to him again. Like I did. And then I felt bad because he was like hitting me up and stuff. And I was like ignoring well, what him. What was he saying? Sorry to cut you off. Hold on. When he was hitting you up, what did he say? Did he ever apologize? He was like just trying to get a hold of me. Like, hey, what happened? Hey, talk to me. Like, <laughs> what happened? What happened to you? <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to the guy in the pictures? So I just made it seem like I never showed up, like I never went. And I just kind of like stopped talking to him slowly. Like, just I felt so fucking bad for him. Like, I was like, this is embarrassing. Like, I felt so embarrassed for him. So I just kind of like just dissipated, just let it go. Fucking Wait, so <laughs> do, do you know if he saw you? No, I don't think so. Because, I mean, he, if he did, he never said anything. Because I just like played it off like I never showed up. Are you sure that that was him? Yeah, I'm sure it was him. How do you know? Did you see him like on his phone looking around? It was just like some one person just sitting in the back where they said they were going to be sitting. Like, <laughs> there was nobody else hanging out there's, with that person. There's no way it was a coincidence? I don't think so. I mean, given the circumstances after, like, I don't think so. Because he was, like, legit, like, trying to figure out what the fuck happened. See, I feel like, well, he would have known then if it was him. Maybe he was in the restroom and you saw another guy sitting there. Well, I mean, shit happens for a reason. (laughs) Okay. um, Okay, more than likely it it was him. (laughs) Fuck. Damn. Yeah, no, I felt like so bad and embarrassed for him because that's like i don't know that's embarrassing to you fucking lie to people so they can like you like that's 
I mean, I get what the insecurity is, but I was just very embarrassed for him. So I was just like, but you know me, I'm like a hella nice person. You are, but are you really willing to, are you that embarrassed if you're going out of your way to like meet up with him in person? Like he didn't tell you ahead of time, like, hey, just so you know, you know, that wasn't me in the pictures or just so you know, that picture was me 10 years ago. <laughs> like, what do you mean like was he really embarrassed is that what you're saying yeah oh no i think i think that he probably thought that you know the history of the conversation or whatever was gonna hold up against that like i don't think mm-hmm. when people do that they realize how fucked up it is to do it you know like because they they think that because they're like really good people it's okay you know what i'm saying mm-hmm so I don't, I don't think that, I don't, I really don't know. Cause I never like looked into it. Like I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> right. Cause it's more than just the physical features. It's about the lie as well. It is about the lie. Cause like, I mean, you, you like think that you're falling for a person that has portrayed themselves to be this other person, you know? And for it's like, why, why don't you just, why aren't you yourself? I mean, we're already on the fucking internet. Like, I already can't see you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and there's someone out there for everyone. There You'll is. find someone. That was my story. And never again, like, after that, I never went to go meet anyone. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's never happened to me. I'm trying to think. No. But then again, I've never really been a big internet dater anyway i was more willing to meet up with people that i met online when uh and i don't even know how effective it actually is but well you're not on like tinder or anything but now they do a a verification where you take like live photos of yourself and you send them in and they you know compare them to the pictures that you post on there and they'll add a little like blue check mark to verify and it just shows like this person has verified their photos with us, so they are who they say they are. I don't know if there's actually a way to like trick it or anything, but um, you know, being that that is a thing, I when I was on Tinder when I was single, I would only match with people who had like the little blue check. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I know they're not going to be a catfish again. I don't know if there's a way around that, but I was just assuming that it was going to be accurate and that it actually worked. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, harder now to be a catfish, especially if you're like a person that's like on high alert already, because there's like FaceTime, there's so many things that you can do now to just confirm it's that person, you know what I'm saying? But dude, like, a lot of times it's not even only about the pictures though, like people be lying about their life, and that's a catfish too. Oh yeah, being life fish is fucking real. But like (laughs) but like I mean there's there's things too. Like if you're older and mature enough and you know, you can catch people in their lies sometimes. Mm. But you have to be like fucking I don't know, like I don't know. This kind of brings me to our next topic. Yes, that's what to say that's gonna be my counter. Because (laughs) people have gotten very smart when it comes to catfishing look at the tinder swindler he took them out and showed him this life 
after you you see it with your own eyes like you're there for it so you're gonna believe that you know what they're saying is real you're gonna believe that they have this kind of money that they live this kind of lifestyle that that's really who they are yeah i was talking to somebody about it as well because i was like these bitches are stupid like how are you gonna fucking fall for all that shit you know and uh uh it was like well they fell in love with the lifestyle you know they fell in love with with you know what he was feeding them um so trying to like give up that lifestyle that fairy tale was was like no this this cannot really be not real you know what i'm saying um for those who haven't seen the doc i think we should give a little recap so basically this guy was going on tinder and he would find a woman speak to her for a while just to you know get comfortable a little comfortable around each other and he would take them out on a date first date would be very extravagant would you say Mm, yeah he would take them on a private jet take them to you know five-star hotels he would take them out the country different um vacations just showed to show that he was living this certain lifestyle but really the way that he was providing this lifestyle Rather than, you know, he said he was the son of what a billionaire. Yeah. And that they owned, you know, a diamond company. But really, he was just, he would get thousands of dollars from one woman and then use it on the next woman, get thousands of dollars from them, and so on. He was scamming them out of money. He would make them take out loans for him. He uh by telling them that you know because of the business that he's in that he has quote-unquote enemies and that they were after him that his life was in danger and so he needed money but he couldn't be tracked and they were tracking him by credit cards so he would make them take out credit cards that he would use he would make them take out loans under their name and he would say it was for the enemies not to catch him but really it was to not leave a paper trail of the fucking scamming that he was doing and so the thing that I've really been thinking about is when these women were taking out these loans for him to get uh, like loans for a high amount, he would send them a W-2 and basically say, you're working for me and this is how much you're making. Use this W-2 to, um, you know, take out a high dollar amount loan. But how did those women not get in trouble for that? Because that's fraud. For submitting those W-2s? Yeah. To get these loans. I mean, sure, it was for him, but that was a decision that they made, you know? I mean, at that point, there's really not much you can do other than find them um, for doing that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, the loan company is still going to try and collect that. Like, that that's just really to determine the amount um, of money you can take out. So yeah, it is, it is, you know, false information, but at that point, like you can just find them giving the circumstances to and the investigations that are going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's really all they'll do to them. I, you would think that there would be bigger consequences to something like that, but maybe not. I mean, again, where this was going on, I do think that he did some of his, his work in America because on the dock they showed that he had a fake identity. I think there was an ID in, was it Pennsylvania? 
but majority of this was going on uh, in foreign countries. Yeah, it was the majority of what's going on in foreign countries. But I mean, you you gotta be like, I don't know. I, I have no idea how I would, I wanna say that I wouldn't even like react that way. <laughs> Because I'm not taking out a loan for somebody I just started dating that I met on Tinder. Like, that's not something I'm Right. Do. See, um, I wouldn't think so either. I think... I don't know, man. I can't even try to make up an excuse for them. But I think the reason why they were more willing to do so is because he showed them this lifestyle and they thought, okay, he has... You know, he's the son of a billionaire. He has millions of dollars. Like, there's no reason why he can't pay me back. And yeah, I, could I personally that. wouldn't do the same. But uh, just to try to understand them a little better, I'm thinking that's where they were coming from. Probably just because of, you know, I and I don't even like, I don't think I, I paid attention to the longevity of these relationships, but some of them were going on for a while. I mean, even one of them, didn't she get like beat up or something? Because he was like trying to say, you know, my enemies are after me and... I think one of them got yes yeah he did and he told them oh like that was probably my enemies they know that we've been in contact and so they're just trying to let me know you know I'm keeping tabs on you yeah he yeah. went to he, like really far lengths to play this shit off and I mean shit it worked for him yeah it worked for him i don't want to give too much away for it for for um of it if you guys are gonna watch it but um definitely the fucking um the way that the situation unravels is fucking mind-blowing it's like no fucking way um you can do this to people who are in a sense naive i guess and then just like get away with almost minimal to nothing you know like Mm-hmm. no real repercussions and I mean it's because it's if you think about it it's genius like you just kind of all you did was use your words to manipulate these women and like they willingly made these efforts to get these loans to give you money like that that was their choice essentially based oh, yeah, on your lies were all in. they were but, all in <laughs> but they were like and then the shit that he was fucking doing with their money is just like, you are a fucking piece of shit, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you are so fucked up. Like, you just out there living this fucking life and telling this woman you might get killed. <laughs> and blowing it on bullshit. Like, he went broke. Like, yo, you got this much. What did they say? Like... Uh, was it up to 10 mil or something like that? Yeah. And he just blew it all on bullshit. Like, watches, designer clothes. Like, what? Like, and and to, to have that type of lifestyle, like, that must be so exhausting to mm. maintain all those lies, to, you know, maintain all those different names and lifestyles and contacts and shit like that like it's, like how do you fucking live like that that shit is just not i don't know i i wouldn't be able to do it that's just too much to handle like life already is already complicated so <laughs> to right. throw in like lies and shit like that nah Right, like all these conversations with different women trying to remember who did I say this to, you know, where do we leave off at? I, I couldn't. 
I just cannot do it. But I mean, shit, desperate people. I don't know, man. All for the internet too. I would suggest you look yeah, like post you're that something. Shit on, mm-hmm. Yeah, like like you're doing something. Like you're someone. You have money. You have, you know, the appearance of somebody that's wealthy or whatever. You know. Right. But um, could never be me. Fuck no. That shit is not important. Once you realize what's really important in life, your fucking perspective towards everything changes. Um, oh, a million percent. Yeah, he was definitely lacking in a lot of areas. To do something like that, you... Nah. For you real. need a hug. He needs more than a fucking hug. <laughs> a home-cooked meal? He needs a home-cooked meal. <laughs> <laughs> That'll change him. He'll fix it. Yeah, but... <clears throat> so... We'll go ahead and um, get into our next topic since we're on our internet recap. (laughs) Um, Did you hear about um, Dara and Zendaya? Yes. Yes. So watch Euphoria. I do. Do you? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. I do. And I just started I just started watching it this year. Like I binge watched it um, when I was sick the first Mm -hmm. season. And I was just like, oh my god, this show's fucking good. And I got fucking hooked on it. But ever since I started watching, obviously, like, you you get, like, these, you know, you start seeing what people say about it on the internet. And it's just, like, it's funny to me how easy it is to shift the blame. Like, the lack of accountability from people. But I'll let you go ahead and tell us the statement um, that Dare made that um, made Cindy post her statement. Yeah, so I mean, like you said, it is a very opinion-provoking show. Um, There's a lot going on. Even the fact that you said you binged it, like, (laughs) it it does a lot to you. It takes a fucking toll on you, so it is a lot to watch, you know. It, It brings a lot out of people, and it makes you feel a lot, and just see things from a different perspective. It shows why people are the way they are. And, you know, people don't just act this way for no reason. It goes into the lives of, you know, like the cocky jocks and, you know, how the things that make them the way that they are. And I mean, obviously it doesn't apply to everybody, but it just goes to show that there's there's something behind it and that people don't just become so fucking arrogant and disrespectful for no reason. But um, as far as the main characters, Zendaya, she's Rue in the show. And, you know, she has her battles with drug abuse. And I feel like a lot of people, what a lot of people take away from the show is, uh, you know, like the provocative outfits, but yet they're so fucking cute and they're barely wearing anything. And they just have the most beautiful makeup and it's glitter and neon colors and a lot so on the internet right now a lot of people are you know recreating like euphoria makeup and whatever but the show is definitely a lot deeper than just that and so because it is being influential in that way I think a lot of people are you know worried about the other ways that it can be influential and the other ways that it can impact people especially since you know I don't think that it's a show for young kids but a lot of them are watching it. 
and or even just are familiar with it because you know they love Zendaya and they grew up seeing Zendaya on Disney Channel and also like the makeup and whatever else um but Dare came out with a statement and basically they were saying that the show is misguidedly glorifying high school student drug use and addiction, anonymous sex, violent, and so forth. To which um, Sandea replied, right? Well, okay, first off, how do you feel about that statement alone? Do you the agree? Do you disagree? Why? Why not? Yes. Um, so, I mean... So I, 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 I understand the concerns and where it's coming from. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with it being such a popular show um, that it's, it's, it's um, getting all this traction because there's a lot of shit that you can watch that is not good for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I definitely agree that it's not a show that should be um, watched by um the youth you know i definitely think that this is something that if you are allowing your children to watch this then there needs to be some type of um education or just open conversation about it if there's any questions any curiosity or something along those lines you know um i i really understand where the concerns are coming from but i also think that um People should be accountable for how they portray that and internalize that. Um, I was talking to somebody about this as well, where I grew up, I grew up in the hood where I saw a whole bunch of shit, a whole bunch of shit. And there's also addicts in my family. So I saw that all the time. So that, so the things that are being portrayed in this show is like relatable to me. Like I know, like I understand it. Um, you know, when she was going on her, her trip to go score, you know, like I've seen that in people where they don't give a fuck until they score, until they get their next, um, drug. So, but it doesn't mean that I was like, oh, let me get high. Let me go get Mm -hmm. fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean that I was trying to do that as well. Um, because my cores and values were different than, you know, whatever that is. And I didn't fall into it. You know, I don't know what the history is there because sometimes people are just given drugs without them even knowing and they get hooked or they're just given drugs at a young, at a young age where they don't know the severity of it and they get hooked. Um, so I don't know what the circumstances are there, but I think that we should have some accountability for our actions and have... Um, at least an open dialogue with the children if they're curious or if they're watching this about you know the reality of it because it does happen out there it's a you know like you can you can shelter them from watching it on tv but you can't shelter them from the reality of it right see no i definitely agree with everything you said and the show isn't being pushed down people's throat like They act like everyone has to watch it. Like, no, it's a choice that people make, you know? And I don't think that the show is glamorizing it at all. Like, when you see the shit that she's going through, I don't see how that could be appealing to people. 
I don't see how that can make someone think, let me try this. You know, when she's having these fights with her family and, you know, it's hard for people to even trust her anymore. I, I just don't think that that looks like a glamorous lifestyle whatsoever. And I do think that she does an amazing job at portraying the situation, just the way that she went from, you know, screaming at her mom and being so angry to seconds later crying and apologizing and saying she doesn't understand, you know, why she's in the situation. I'm not saying she doesn't understand why she's in the situation, but, you know, she just, she didn't mean for it to go this far. And, you know, she's apologizing to minutes later screaming again and cussing out her mom. And that's reality. That is exactly the way it is. And just the manipulation. Uh, it's a lot because I mean, I too have people who are very near and dear to me who go through this, have gone through this. And I think she has done a phenomenal job at showing the reality um, of addiction. And I, ju I just truly don't understand this statement because like I said, I. I don't see how people can watch this show and think that that's glamorous or that that looks fun or that that, you know, is something that they would be influenced to do or to try. Um, I mean, if anything, there are other shows, other movies where they do make it look glamorous and like they're having a fun time, but I don't think it looks like she's having a fun time at all. You know, having to, to lie to people the way that she... Like you said, when she goes into the home of close family friends and she's like, I just, like, I'm not okay. I just want to hang out here for a bit. And yet she runs into the restroom and sneaks her way out into the bedroom to find jewelry, whatever she could find. Like, that is real life. And that is what people truly do deal with. And so I don't, I don't agree with the statement. I mean, I do think that parents should be aware of what their kids are watching and that's just you know life that's of everything they should be aware of what their kids are consuming whether it's music tv whatever but um i don't think the blame should be placed on the show itself i do feel like this show is very necessary i think for people who either have dealt with it or for people who have family um who have dealt with it i think that it's it can be comforting in a way to know that, you know, it's not just me and that like other people do go through this and this is real life. And when it comes to the statement that Zendaya put out, I don't know if it was a direct response, but she speaks on what she wants people to take away from her character Rue's journey with addiction. And I just thought that it was so beautifully worded because she made an amazing point. Like people fall in love with characters in a show. And so say they, you know, started the show, you have a soft spot for Zendaya and you see, or Rue, I should say, and you, you're watching her journey and people are like, people are rooting for her, you know? Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to people in your real life, I feel like sometimes people give up on them or 
you know, because it's a real life situation, they're less likely to be apologetic or to just feel sympathy for them. And yeah, no, I, I, I want to read her statement. Sorry, go ahead. Go on. Yeah, no, I just kind of want to touch real quick before we read her statement on, um, you know, that scene where she's, um, you know, yelling at her mom and just kind of in a, in a panic. And then it switches up to, you know, her crying and stuff like that. Like that scene was like spot on, spot fucking on for everything that that character has going on. You know, and and as far as um, glamorizing it and stuff like that, I, I I can definitely understand where they're saying that not only for Rue's character, but, you know, there's other characters in the show that also do drugs and it's not as bad as Rue. You know, there's scenes where, you know, they're having a good time and, you know, shit's like, you know, they're they're doing drugs or, you know, even the sex, you know, the stuff like that that mm-hmm. is put on there. I can see that but like you said like nobody's being forced to watch this and if your kids or you are watching it and you feel some type of way like you know educate yourself and educate your kids on that so that it doesn't get to a point because that's reality to some to some people you know like that's fucking real life and you should know about it basically because it is being portrayed in 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 a way where it's relatable to some people um, but yeah, go ahead and, and you can read uh, her statement. Yeah, and like you were saying, even if it's not something that you have ever dealt with or you don't know anyone who's ever experienced it, I do think it is good to watch because as we'll get to the statement now, um, you know, it just gives you a better understanding of the situation, you know, if, if you're not familiar with it and you see someone who's already in that situation, I think you you might be less likely to try to understand them or you might just look at the position they're in and not think about everything that got them there. Right. Um, okay, so Zendaya said, in an interview, I was asked about Ruth's journey this season. I guess this is what I hope we hold on to and are left with in the end. She said, I think in this show and in this season more specifically, she hits rock bottom. It's my hope for people watching that they still see her as a person worthy of their love and worthy of their time and that she has a redemptive quality still and that we still see the good in her even if she can't see it in herself. I think that if people can go with her through that and get to the end and still have hope for her future and watch her make the changes and steps to heal and humanize her through her sobriety journey and her addiction, then maybe they can extend that to people in real life. If you can love her, then you can love someone that is struggling with the same thing and maybe have a greater understanding of the pain they're facing that is often out of their control. So for me, that is the most important thing. I care about her deeply. I also care about the people who care about her because I think many of them share her story of addiction and sobriety, and many of them share a lot of her emotional disorders. And I think that it's important that we continue to have that love for her. Yeah, and she and she posted this on Instagram, um, like Cordy said after an interview, which which is fucking true. Everything that she put on that is is fucking true. Like um, just what you were saying earlier. Uh, people are are rooting for Rue. They they want her to get better. Um, but if it's somebody in real life, you know, like would you be offering that same type of kindness or, 
being receptive to, you know, what has gotten this person there. Addiction is, is an illness. It's not snap your fingers and get out of it. You know, addiction is fucking real. It's a real thing and people are not educated in it. They're very ignorant to it. And the way that you treat addicts affects the way that they are going to address either wanting to get better or wanting to catch their next high. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's intense. Like I, I, this topic is very near and dear to my heart because I have people that are addicts that I wish that I can just like shake them and be like, yo, come on, come back, come back to the person you used to be before all this shit happened, you know? But I also understand the journey and what they've been through and, you know, what it's going to take for them to actually get there because they got to want it. When you're going through it, I mean, it it affects your decision making. And so maybe, you know, at heart, they may want it. They're not thinking clearly. Um, And even if they truly want it, it's not so easy to just say, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do. You know, you're going to, you're going to relapse. You're going to have those moments. And that doesn't mean that you're, like she said, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy. It doesn't mean that you're not redeemable. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve to be given another chance or that you deserve to be treated poorly or any less than. Very true. Very true. But, uh, Definitely educate you guys out there. Um, educate yourselves on this topic and actually what this character is displaying because she's not only an addict. Right. There's so much more to her. And a lot of characters, like um, Nate's dad, the shit that he fucking mm-hmm. was going through and, you know, experiencing and, and you know, everything that he did as well. So just, you know don't just consume this shit like you know actually correlate shit like (laughs) educate yourselves I hate saying this because I mean it sounds real bad but um there's information at the tip of our fingers read a fucking book (laughs) right feed your brain like it's very fucking important don't just read what's on the internet Don't just read a fucking caption and run with it. Like, read a fucking book. Educate yourself. Um, Yeah, everything is not just black and white. There's a reason for everything. And just be kind to people. (laughs) Like, you might want to, you know, treat people a certain way or you might feel a way about somebody because of the way that they act, because of their or what you may believe to be their character, but there's a reason for everything. You know, a lot of times when people act out, it's because they're hurting or it's because of something that has absolutely nothing to do with you. And you just so happen to be the person that's in front of them at the moment. And so they accidentally took it out on you. Like, just be kind to people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be kind to people, which brings me into um, our closing topic which I'm a surprise Tiana with because I didn't even drop this on her. <laughs> wow, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so there was a video of one of my all-time fucking favorite artists that was put out there and was pretty bad. 
I've been fucking with this artist since his fucking mixtape. And it's Isaiah Rashad. Um, so somebody, some fucking asshole put this fucking video out there. Um, and the only reason that I say that he's an asshole is because I feel that people should be able to um, communicate what they want when they want not at somebody else's discretion or just fucking because they want to put it out there um i'm glad that it went or he received the support that he did because for real like who cares what his sexual preference is like i'm not gonna fucking be here and be like oh my god you know because i like i said i've been fucking with him for a long time so honestly i'm not really surprised um because I've been fucking with him for such a long time, but it does hurt me for his mental health. Like he's been going through drug addiction, you know, recovery. He's been through a lot in his fucking life and his music says that. So for somebody to expose his um, personal preference out there just because whatever the fucking reason was, is just fucked up, you know, like what if he just wasn't ready for everybody to know? What if this is something that he's still dealing with, trying to understand or whatever the circumstances are, you know, like that's just fucked up to do to someone like invading their fucking privacy like that. Like that's mm-hmm. just real invasive. I mean, okay. Even before we get into the gender sex, I I, I don't want to be like offensive, but just whatever the correct term is of those of the people in the video just to put out a video of anyone in the act that first and foremost is wrong and then that's when we get into the circumstances of the video itself like there's a reason why the whole world didn't know his sexuality you know like you said, people might have assumed whatever, but there's a reason why he wasn't so out about it. And so to just put that out there to everybody, it it was so unnecessary. And like you said, we don't know the reason behind it. Shit, maybe his family doesn't know. And maybe there's a reason why. Maybe his family wouldn't be um, open. Maybe they we don't we don't know how the people close to him would react like there could be a million reasons why he wasn't open about it and obviously this person knew because if they didn't think it was a big deal i mean this wouldn't be happening right now so it's just really fucked up to do something like that to somebody especially when you know, sexuality is something. Yeah, it is more accepted now than it used to be, but it still isn't the most acceptable thing. I feel like a lot of people just aren't as open about the fact that, you know, they feel a way about it, especially like really religious people. So when it comes to something like this, something that people have uh died over you know people have been harmed like violently over shit like this like this isn't something to play with this is just so unnecessary like i said there's 
there could be a million reasons why everyone didn't know. And so to just do that to somebody, it's just so fucked up. It's so fucked up. Outing someone in general, and then especially when they're a public figure and you know that they have such a big audience, you have to be a really shitty person to do like that. Like you, to do something like that. You're the worst kind of person. Yeah, that's just more about you than anything else, you know, like the type of person that you are. And there is people out there like that, like they'll just get vengeful or get like some grudge or, you know, just are immature and act out of hate and do shit like that. That is detrimental to people. Um, So, and you know, like I always say this, just be better humans, like... (laughs) You don't have to do shit to prove shit. Like, this just really, whoever did this, just just really proved the type of person that you are, you know? So it just really showed the, the, the ill intent, the fucking trash ass personality that you probably have in your judgment. Like, it's just, that's just all it showed. But um, I am so glad of the outpouring of love that Isaiah Rashad received through all of this. It just, you know, says the progression of, um, you know, the thought towards stuff like that. Um, Your sexual preference, I should say, Um, you know, because who gives a fuck? He is a dope ass artist. He puts out dope ass music. He's been through a lot of shit. So um, hopefully he's doing good. I love you, Zay. (laughs) Yeah, and that that's what we should really focus on. I mean, I know it's easier to say because we're not in that situation. But um, hopefully he is more so looking at the positive. And that's just that so many people were supportive. And, you know, he still, he has like such a great fan base. And there's a lot of love out there for him. And... Yeah, hopefully he's doing well. Like I said, we don't know what his situation at home might be like or with close family and friends. And I just hope that they're all very supportive and that they're comforting him and just surrounding him with love and the support that he probably needs right now. For sure. For sure. I agree with you. Well, thanks for rocking with this with us, guys. This has been our internet recap. <laughs> it's been a busy, a busy. Yes, it's been a busy, busy time on the internet. Um, make sure you guys are taking care of your mental health. Make sure you're feeding your brains with something other than the internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this has been another episode of Not Another Girl Pod. And I have been your host for the night, Bunny B Bunny Boo. Um, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at BeeBunnyRoo. And I have been joined tonight with my lovely co-host. Thank you guys for listening once again and just for being so supportive. And we hope to see you again next week. Alrighty, guys. We are at it here. You can find us on Instagram at Not Another Girl Pod, Twitter, Not Another GP as in Girl Pod. You can follow me at Tiana Alicia, and you can follow Bunny at B Bunny Roo. Yeah, who's that fucking? Who's that? Who's that? Creeping in my bedroom. Who's that? Who's that? Who's Who's that creeping in my window? Who's that? Who's that fucking with my conscience? I was.
Who's that creeping in my window? Who's that? Who's that fucking with my conscience? I was Not another girl pop.